Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is John Van Lunen, and you are listening to Treasures of the Outer Banks, episode 24. In this episode, I spoke with Juan Ramirez of First Flight High School. He is the head boy soccer coach, and he also teaches at First Flight. And we really discussed the community and the excitement of soccer on the Outer Banks. If you are unaware, First Flight High School competes extremely well for being such a small area with a small population. We uh, compete very well in the state playoffs year in and year out. Uh, He has taken his team to the state championship game multiple times, winning once. Uh, This season he uh, lost in the semis, uh, lost to a good Jacksonville High School team, Uh, but, but his team was very talented and poised to go all the way to the state championship again. It came very close. We speak about the youth. Uh, we speak about the youth soccer. We speak about some of the different programs and teams that are out there. Uh, what's going well? What he'd like to see in the future. So, if you are a soccer person that's planning on visiting the Outer Banks, maybe in the summertime, there may be opportunities for you to come in and and jump on a field and play some pickup soccer, or maybe you bring your kids along and have them work out with a, a team that's that's here currently. And we talk about some of those in in my show notes. I share some of the uh, local programs that you could maybe drop in on. Uh, Obviously, First Flight High School is one of them. Storm Soccer and OBISA. OBISA stands for Outer Banks Youth Soccer Association. Um, They are two local rec travel teams that we have. Uh, The YMCA offers uh, soccer for the younger kids for the most part. And Parks and Rec, uh, Dare County Parks and Recreation, uh, does a great job in our county, and they kind of manage the fields, and they do have some of their uh, very recreational-level uh, soccer programs going on, or maybe they have some camps they could direct you to in the summertime. And um, they may na- they may know some of the pickup teams that are out there uh, using their fields, so they may be able to direct you. Like I said, all those links will be posted in the show notes. But first, let's sit down with Juan Ramirez and talk about soccer. So I'm at First Flight High School. It's a soccer game. It's night. Weather's pretty nice. It's the fall. You're in the playoffs. And the crowd is, frankly, amazing. There's there's <laughs> people everywhere. They're along the fence. They, they got noisemakers. I mean, they're hooting and hollering. And it just, I, I kind of knew this before, but it just reinforced what I already knew, and that was soccer is really big on this beach, and it's popular, and people love it. And it's the community I think is really into it. So, so how how do you fit into that whole scheme? Well, um, I think it's just um, you know promoting the game. Uh, since I came here in 2003, I mean, um, connected with a lot of people that play soccer. Uh, more and more through the evolution of uh, more people moving into the area. The kids playing soccer, people have played in college, um, the World Cup, more premier games, um, being more televised, uh, different cultures coming into the area. Um, you know, it's a passion and I think it's translated into a community and, you know, they, our school doing so well for so many years, um, you know, the kids really, you know, learn to, to, to realize that uh, their classmates also have some skills and they can really 
have some fun showing what, what they can do in the field. So, you know, it's, it's, and it becomes kind of a family event um, where everybody just gathers there and uh, see everybody as a community. Um, you know, you talk about soccer all the time, especially during the season. And um, it just is fun. It's fun to see it. You know, we promote it, we, we invite everybody. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, um, you know, I wish we could have a bigger place to, to hold more people. <laughs> so. This is true. You know, and, and I'm digressing quite a bit, but what you do with one field is amazing. I mean, Thanks. and I want everybody to know that that is the practice and game field for boys and girls. And JV boys. And JV boys. So for three teams. Yep. So uh, that that's a lot of pounding. You know, you guys keep it together. <laughs> Somehow you hold the whole thing together and it looks great. Um, but I would agree. I, I really wish you guys had a better venue, uh, one that you could uh, really shine in, you know, with you know, maybe some bigger stands, better locker rooms or whatever, because you guys have definitely earned it. Um, the, the youth soccer in this area is amazing. I mean, there's kids everywhere playing youth soccer. Um, do you communicate with those coaches at all? Do you have relationships with those guys um, that, that run that stuff or what? I, no. I, um, we had never um, really um, be able to communicate. Um, you know, running back in the day when I was running two teams, uh, actually three teams, the JV boys, varsity boys, and the girls program. I uh, didn't leave any time for, for doing anything else besides just coaching the high school team. Um, we had talked about it before, but, uh, you know, you have the storm organization, uh, you have OVISA, and then you have Parks and Rec. Yeah. So there's three organizations, and they have their own entity, their own identity. Um, so, um, you know, I think they're doing a phenomenal job, all those three identities. So why do go over there and, and mess it up? <laughs> so, you know. I'm kidding, uh, but uh, you know they. Um, I think they see uh, the passion that we bring to the high school teams. Right. Uh, we they, they see what what um, the different styles that we show uh, to play the game, and I think that's trans- translating a lot to all the organizations trying to mim- not mimic, but I try to mirror what what we do. Um, but uh, no, I mean. You know, they, they have some great coaches, all those three organizations. So, uh, you know, I think they're doing a great job. Right. What, what do you think, what is the image of first flight soccer off the beach or just the soccer culture here off the beach? You know, uh, if I lived in Norfolk or if I lived in Raleigh or, you know, somewhere else, do I know about the soccer culture here or am I impressed by it or what do you think they think um, well I mean in regards to the coach level the coaching level um, I speak with a lot of coaches uh, not so much with the, their communities but the coaches and and they always are amazed of how uh, even when we were in 2A we were so strong I mean every year we were competing you know at the highest level we always made it to you know past the third round in the state playoffs or we made it to the championship. I mean, we have been five or six times to, to the state title game. Yeah, um, that's great. You know, and thanks. And, um, you know, with the boys, with the girls, we have been there three times, one or twice. Um, 
So they all know who First Fly is now. Yeah. Um, what the actual people besides the coaches think about us. Uh, the, you know, yeah, that's not really what I was, you know. Yeah. So the coaches, they just, they just phenomenal. They just think that, you know, in a community that is so far away from everywhere, yep. um, not really that big, we don't have that many facilities to promote the game as, as say, for instance, if you live in, in Durham or a Triangle area. Yeah. They have so many different clubs. They have so much, uh, so many fields to use, so many facilities compared to us, and we still are very competitive compared to them. Uh, you know, and I, they 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 love it. They they hate playing against first flight because <laughs> they know we're coming to to take it to them. You know, we're gonna yeah. play a good game. Um, we got great sportsmanship. sportsmanship. I mean, uh, and the boys and the girls, they know the, play, the system that we play is a very successful system. And uh, in Virginia, they hate playing us. <laughs> Some teams don't even play us anymore because they know that it's going to be a tough battle for them. And yeah. um, unfortunately, rankings are based on your, you know, your, your winnings, winnings and, lo- and losses. So right. win and losses. So um, they don't want to take a chance to lose against us. So right. um, you know. So I have a theory, and and I believe this. Uh, for lacrosse because I coach lacrosse here and that is you know there's something to be said about you start with a group of kids and for the most part they all just kind of go straight up whereas if you were in a metropolitan area you know you have multiple middle schools and they might be scattered to go to different you you lose these kids I, I think there's something to be said about keeping that group of kids together and they're just constantly just going straight up the ladder instead of losing people left and right you know what i mean correct yeah and, and some of that happens to us um the 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 difference is and a lot of people and you can understand this as well um coaching high school you have four different age groups um so it's not as easy as you having all these kids all playing the same group because mm-hmm. they all Seniors are not the same. They don't play this, with the same group as the freshmen and so on and so forth. So you got to be able to be able to um, mix these kids and be able to, you know, have the correct personalities. Some of them play for different clubs. Like right now we have um, people playing for Rush, people playing for BGFC, right. people playing for Storm, people playing in other leagues. In, you know, they go to, you know, either rally. Uh, so you got to mesh all these kids together to be able to play. So we all don't have that group coming, right? Okay. And um, for the listeners, just try, just dropping in and may not be familiar with the area here, is what Juan is saying is that there are other travel teams in Raleigh and in Virginia, and these kids they're not all playing on the same travel team. They might be playing on correct. multiple travel teams. Correct. So they might be spreading out all over the place. Correct. And you know, and, and the good thing referring to what you're saying about the all you know. It, you're always going to have a group, or say, for instance, a freshman and maybe sophomores, two-age groups, that they might play together a couple seasons, uh, which that helps a lot. Right. And that, that creates the, um, the, uh, the fam- familiarity of how they play together, uh, the team bonding, all yeah. those things that uh, it makes a good team. I mean, it, when you have, if you don't have that team bonding of that group where players know how to play with the other players, you know, that cohesiveness is not going to be there. Right. 
So um, we're fortunate that a lot of them do play together, but because they love the game and they love the responsibility and they love the, the desire that we have as coaches as make sure we're still having fun and being successful on and off the field, uh, that translates to the kids and how well they do. So, right. you know. so backing up, uh, was soccer what brought you to the Outer Banks? Uh, well, uh, when I came to the United States, um, from? from Columbia, South America, I was a young teenager, 16 years old. I came to go to college. Uh, I ended up playing at, uh, back then the school was called Atlantic Christian College. Now it's called Barton College in Wilson, North Carolina. Right. So I played uh, four years there. And then we moved to Pennsylvania. But during the summer times, I used to come here to Outer Banks and work. Um, for some of you might remember the name Papagayo's yeah. restaurant and painting houses. You say houses that so well. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and work painting houses when I was no work in the restaurant. So, you know, that was when I think we had one traffic light and I was at the ben, <laughs> was it ben Franklin store. Or, that was it, huh? That was it. I think it was a traffic light. That was it. And, uh, you know, and it was different times. And I remember... Um, I don't. I think the only place that we had some kind of grass to put to, to kind of kick the ball around, was by the fire department in uh, KDH. Behind there. Back there, yeah. Yep. Um, that's when it used to be the old, um, the, uh, the what the um, rescue, house. Was there? Yeah, it was like the main office. It had a little office there, and then behind that there were some soccer fields. And, 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 were you, and were you kind of, you guys kind of the oddity, you know, kicking a soccer ball around? They, I, was, I think it was only like when I would go over there, I think I tried to go like every Wednesday night. Back then, and we didn't have any lights, so we had to be there early. If we weren't working, right. I just kicked the ball around. I mean, it wasn't like organized, anything like that, you know, just kind of. And I had to, you know, follow up with my training for, for college, so I had to do some exercises and stuff like that and, and run. But, um, but it was, you know, no one. I mean, I didn't know anybody really. Yeah. Uh, I guess Manu High School had the soccer team, but I didn't know anybody from Manu High School because, you know, I, was, I didn't live here. Right. I just came here in the summertime. But uh, then when we moved here back in 2003, you could see, um, you know, a lot of Obaisa and Parks and Rec, and then I learned about Storm. Uh, and my kids got involved with Parks and Rec and Obaisa and Storm. You know, that's how it evolved. But, you know, soccer um, is a sport where anybody can play. Right. You know, that's the beauty of that, that sport. And it's not that expensive. Right. Or wasn't that expensive. Now, <laughs> shoes are like 350 bucks. Right. It's crazy. But, um, you know, it's a sport that everybody can play. So, you know, it's... And so, so did so. you come right in and start coaching? Or was it you just kind of worked your way in with the uh, little kids, your own kids? Well, um, I was helping out. Uh, Steve Smalley was the head coach here at That's First right. Flight. Yeah. So I, was, I became his assistant. Um, and then um, I took over the, the program. And uh, But my kids were playing Storm. And then my middle daughter uh, decided to, she really wanted to, to play soccer. She didn't do well in lacrosse. She's like, why you give me a stick when I cannot hit anybody with a stick? <laughs> so, and uh, I said, well, lacrosse is not for you. So she decided to focus more on soccer. And um, right. that's how I got so, so involved into it. So, Excellent. Um, where, where have you seen the greatest growth of soccer on the Outer Banks? 
Oh, um, I think everywhere. <laughs> right. I think everywhere. Um, I mean, you see them when I have my uh, free open workouts in the summertime. Uh, we invite people. I have, you know, people come on vacation. They see us training. They ask me if they can join the training, and you know, I say, hey. Sure, I check with my ID, make sure that uh, they have all the stuff that they, they can do, and they join our training uh, in the summertime. How many people are showing up for that? Oh, every year I get like three or four people sometimes. They come. But totally, it's, it's, it's like 30 it's kids showing up? or For my open workouts, yeah. um, local kids, it goes between 30 and 35 wow, every that's, day. That's still really good. Yeah, and um, and again, you know, I'm, you know, it's free of charge. I mean, I, we do it three times a week. Um, they, uh, I, you know, I do it for the love of the game. I love the kids, love it. I mean, if I have any kids that they want to show up and train, yeah, and I'm available, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, you know, I mean, if they love it that much that they're, they have that that love, that passion to train, and it's their decision to train. Yeah, I, I gotta give it to them. Yeah, so. come on out. Yeah, yep. so I mean, it, the growth, I think, is just more and more people are are being. Uh, exposed to it sure uh, and they see it and the kids see it they see how much fun it is um, people think that soccer is all about running yeah you do some but it's not like being a track runner or you know a long distance runner or right. anything like that <laughs> uh, it has changed you know it's, it's the game is the training has changed uh, uh, the way that the games play is also changed right um, but uh, no I mean it's awesome to see how, how many kids that, is amazing. Uh, that we have. I mean, just the land is so expensive here that yeah. unfortunately we can't. And, uh, there, it is, especially at the youth level, it is everywhere. I mean, they're using every square inch of the fields behind the middle school, every square inch of the Nags Head fields. They're using uh, the rec, uh, parks and rec fields. I mean, there's soccer everywhere. So, Yes, and, you know, and again, it's... it's is the easiness to play. I mean, you you can play at any level. You don't have to be like superstar. Um, you can have fun. It doesn't have to be crazy about you know winning, winning until you get to varsity level of high school, right. <laughs> where you have to Juan's win rule. all the time. Uh, yeah, That's Juan's rule. <laughs> well, if you don't win, you don't make it to the playoffs. You don't make it to the playoffs. You know, you don't go anywhere. Um, that, but uh, you know, it's. Uh, the kids love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, you don't have to be good at any sport if you just want to go on and try it right. and have fun. And the kids love it. You know, they, they have groups and they love it. I mean, they get to see their friends. Yeah. What would you like to see get better in the soccer community out here, whether it's your teams or the youth teams or the girls' teams or whatever? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, We kind of talked about fields. I mean, well, the fields is tough um, because, uh, yeah, we of course we need more fields stuff like that. But again, it's just the land is so expensive. Yeah. Uh, you know, where you're gonna have find a place that you have? It takes, you know, a good a good size field takes a hundred by eighty or a hundred by sixty yards um, to be able to accommodate. That's just the plain area. Yeah. And then you have, you know, so the equipment is not that cheap either. I mean, the, the main equipment, like the goals, stuff like that, the painting of the field, the maintaining of the field. 
but it's just the land. I mean, to be able to find, to put two soccer fields, you need a lot of land. Look at Naxed uh, yeah. fields behind the bowling alley. That's a big size chunk of land. Yeah. You know. Are you anti-artificial turf? No, no. You're I mean, all, I'm you're back, fine with it. Oh yes, back many years ago. I can tell you how many years ago <laughs> we tried to to do that. Uh, yeah. We we look at uh, converting the uh, stadium into an all-purpose field. Right. And back then, that's when Ray Scott was the athletic director. So that's how many years ago we're talking about. And it was going to cost us about 1.7 million dollars. And that would be a multi-use. Yeah. You know, which would be great. Flat. You know, it won't be so so. Crown. Okay, yeah. Crown. So it would be great for all sports. Um, the initial cost is expensive, but uh, you know, and I wish we could do that. Um, yeah, I, I, now, same here. I mean, the AstroTurf is now so much better than when you and I were playing. I mean, you know, <laughs> I blew my knee out playing AstroTurf. Did you? But it was like a regular house carpet. Yeah, you know, it was bad. It was bad, and you have any padding underneath. Yeah. So when you fell, you fell on concrete, basically. Yeah. It's it's not great, but to be able to use that stadium field five, six days a week and not have to worry about it would be huge. You know? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it sits there idle, what, you know, yeah, 80% of the time. So it'd be nice. Yeah, but, um, so, I mean, that, w- that would be nice for us to be able to do that. Uh, now, I don't know how much it will cost to, to convert that now. I'm sure it will be probably more than $1.7 million. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I know somebody was looking into it, but um, I think they hit a brick wall. Well, they were thinking they were looking into uh, developing the Nags Head fields, uh, but they hit a brick wall, unfortunately. What um, I see a lot of adults playing soccer on the beach, um, and frankly, a lot of Latinos, which I think is cool. You know, um, so they they got their thing going on. Uh, does this help promote the soccer in general um, for you? I mean, do you see their kids coming up the, the pipeline? Well, I mean, with, with the Latin community, of course, soccer's in our blood. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of our heritage. Mm-hmm. So all the Latin kids, they are exposed by watching soccer or they actually play soccer. Right. And the parents who play soccer. Um, we used to have a league back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and I used to play in the league. Now I don't play in <laughs> any leagues. I'm too old for that. Right. But, uh, yeah, we play every Tuesday and Thursdays. Um, and we will play games on Saturdays and Sundays. Cool. Um, so uh, we had, you know, it was competitive. We had different teams, and actually we play. And um, you know, and we play those. We had some games behind the middle school. We had some games at the behind the fire department in Kildare Hills, right. but the um, but the Full Lion, the Belk uh, Center there. Um, so those were the only fields available. Um, the high school was not available yet right so um but we used to play there and uh, you know it's, it's always fun and then the next fields were open uh, at night so we used to go and play right and uh, we will have a lot of people even uh, females uh, all the yeah. females were actually playing what, what do you out. think of the status of that i know there's there, that league doesn't exist anymore but are these are these adults are they just kind of ad hoc teams just you know, kind of pick up soccer games right yeah, now? Yeah, it's all pick up games. I, now, I haven't been involved with them yeah. for many years now yeah. because I stopped playing. I, <laughs> I know if I show up, I want to play, and I won't, <laughs> I won't be able to get up the next day. 
Um, but um, I see them playing in front of the middle school sometimes. I, we I've have those, seen them there too. Yeah. There. Um, I don't know if they still play at the Naxxed Fields or not. Uh, back in the day, we used to, it was a night, it was like 6.30, 7 o'clock at night, every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, we will have two games going on. Is that right? Yeah, we will have I, like I will admit, so we used people. to do youth lacrosse down there, mm-hmm. and let's say we'd be done at 7, 7.30, and yeah, there's a bunch of guys getting ready to walk onto the fields mm-hmm. and probably hang out for a couple hours in scrimmage. So Yeah, we'll, we'll play pick games, uh, you know, and that's another thing, that lacrosse came on board, so that push that <laughs> later, you know, right. and, and that's just because there are no fields. Yeah. You know, I mean, we back when when Dowdy Park, when remember it was Dowdy, yeah. um, the, the Ferris wheel, carnival and the area, carnival yeah. area. Yeah. When that was cleaned up, we thought they were going to make that a multi-purpose. Is that right? Yes, yeah, turf. And we were going, oh, my God, <laughs> oh my God. and you know, it's a, it's a park and it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the park is great for the kids and everything in the community, and I think it's, it's awesome. But we, are, we, a lot of us were hoping, we're going, oh, man, that would be it's such a, a big great area. place. It's a big area. It's right in the middle of everything. Yep. Um, it would have been very cool. You know, uh, people can see it. People can come and watch. Um, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, that was different. But, no, it, again, it's just the availability of, of space. If somebody wanted to, if somebody was here on vacation or just visiting and they wanted to drop in and play, do you know who they might try to reach out to? Is there a Facebook page or anything like that they could find a, a, an adult pickup game? I'm not certain about that. Okay, just, um, just throwing it out there. Yeah, I think um, probably Parks and Rec will be the, the they, place. They might to, know. They might know. Yeah. Uh, check out with Parks and Rec. Because yeah, technically, these people are supposed to have a field permit to get on those fields. So. Yeah. Technically. Technically. <laughs> um, I know that they, um, in the summertime, some college teams come down. And they ask if they can use the, the fields. Um, I don't know what, you know, yeah. administration does with that. Uh, but uh, they use Parks and Rec, you know, the field in front of Parks and Rec. Right. Uh, some of the college teams have used that. Okay. Um, Usually it's one or two teams that come down in the summertime. I didn't know that. Yeah. Has the success of First Flight Soccer, has it pushed or raised the bar with the other local schools? I think so. Um, There was one time back in the day we had coaches coaches meetings and they, uh, you know, not to pat ourselves on the back, but uh, a lot of them, they want to play like first flight, okay? They want to. They want to play like first flight. Oh, like uh, first flight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and they they're really impressed how we continue we continue the success even after losing so many seniors every year. I mean, right. we lose between an average of six to nine seniors every year. Right. Um, so um, a lot of the coaches they come as supporters during playoffs. And nice. they love the way, yes, and they, they come from Edenton, they come from Pasquotang, they come, nice. you know, and, and, and they love they, it. They respect what you've done and they respect yes. your team. That's, and, that says a lot. And the, every single time that they score on us or I tell the kids, I say, when they score on us or they beat us, that's a success because that made their season. they are measuring 
their performance yep. against us. Yep. So, and that, that's great because it's good to know that you are pushing them to yep. get better. Because yep. if they don't get better, we don't get better. Right. You know, I mean, when they, start, they start becoming better competition. And you can see it from the many years that I've been coaching here, how they have evolved to be better teams. Right. You know, and they, they have something tough. I mean, like, we have a tremendous amount of, of kids that they're playing all the time. A lot of these other communities, they don't. I mean, they, they might struggle to even, f- you know, fill a team right? during the school year. Yeah, it's tough for them. Or they have to go on and, and, and ask players if they want to play that and never play soccer and they're in high school to, you know, to be able to have a team. Right. So um, it's pretty neat when, when they recognize uh, the success that First Flight has, has had and they want to, you know, kind of, emulate what we do right so, yeah. do, do, do the coaches ever ask you for advice or uh, sometimes they do yeah. um, and, you know I mean we only see them once or twice a season yeah so it's kind of difficult uh, to have an interaction I mean we're not close like a lot of coaches they, they say wow you guys gotta travel I say yeah the closest school is Manu and that's 30 minutes by bus it goes Especially in Virginia, they go, oh, man, we can't. <laughs> 20 minutes, we're playing soccer right after school. I'm like, oh, no. We have to, I mean, just to go and see them, it's at least an hour and a half to get up there yeah. in one direction. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they 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 just amazed that, you know, we had to travel so far. And uh, I, have coach, I have coaches and teams that they want to play us from Raleigh, from down in, in, in Fayetteville, stuff like that. And I'm going... I'm not going to put the kids during school week days five hours to go and play a game. Yeah, I was going to say when we were uh, <clears throat> discussing about, you know, areas of growth or whatever, or, or what would you like to see get better, wouldn't it be kind of cool to attract some really high-level teams to come out here and play? I mean, obviously they might have to be private school because, you know, they're probably going to have to pay their own way and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that would be kind of cool if they wanted to come out here and play you. We and that, what is difficult, especially with the boys season, um, during the summertime, which is our bread and butter for the Outer Banks. I mean, yeah. the rest of the kids playing. A lot of the kids are working. Yep. Um, especially the juniors and seniors are working, and even now the younger ones still are working as well. Right. So we try. It was one of the hurricanes that we had. We had it all set up. But we had. <laughs> we were gonna. It was. It, it was called the Outer Banks. Um, Outer Banks. I can't remember. It's been many, many years. But anyway, we had set up. We had a round robin. We had about twelve teams wow. coming over here, and that included Manu High School, Hatteras, As, Curry Talk, teams from uh, Virginia, the area. Right. Norfolk Academy, Collegiate, um, Nassim and Suffolk. Um, who was the other one that were going to come? It's another team from Virginia. Um, we had D.H. Connolly. We had t- teams from Greenville. We had teams from Raleigh. They were going to come over here. Nice. And we had, you know, people, although tourism was very big back then, it wasn't as crazy as it is now. Exactly. Where you cannot find. So we have families that they were donated the beach houses for accommodate wow. teens and so on and so forth. 
um, so we could allocate, you know, right. have accommodations for all these teams. Now, for us to have something like that, it would be very difficult because it's so expensive, first of all, yeah. and most of the houses are rented. You know, right. and vacation rentals, and yep. that's tough to find. Yep, rental houses are going deeper into the fall. You're a fall sport, you know. Yeah, it's just difficult now. Uh, and more and more, there are other tournaments that are around, and like in uh, Swansboro. But you know, for us to go for one game all the way down there to come back that same game in the summertime, that's tough. So what we do is we go to a team camp. Okay. In the summertime, where we get a lot of uh, exposure and competition uh, to get us prepared for the season. So, uh, you know, uh, we try to rotate dif- different camps every year, team camps. Right. And it helps us with not only how we're going to play, or, or, but is the, also the team bonding yep. for, the, for the players. Um, it helps us with the formation, with the tactics, with everything else. Um, and also exposes those kids that they want to play at the next level uh, to meet some coaches and to see some of the college players that are at those facilities, how they play and what they have to get done in order to be able to succeed right. at the next level. So that, that's one of the things that we do. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. That time of year for us is very difficult to yeah. be able to, to host teams over here. Uh, a lot of teams... In the in early well late August is when we get to play some of the Virginia teams because they don't have any conference games. Is that right? Uh, our games are usually Mondays and Wednesdays for our conference. Theirs are Tuesdays and Thursdays, so it kind of has a big conflict because right. when they have a game, we don't have a game. When we have a game, they don't have right. a game, so we can't do it. And sometimes you know Friday nights will be the only time. Right. You know so. Um, so we're trying to work on that and see if we can, if we can do it. Um, but uh, in Saros, it's difficult because a lot of people are working. A yeah. lot of the kids are working, uh, you know, and that's when they're making their money in the fall, you know, late summer, early fall. Yeah. So e- Even as a lacrosse coach down here, I, I get people scratching their heads as if, you know, you guys aren't doing a bunch of stuff in the summer. I said, we can't. <laughs> you know, these kids are too busy. The coaches are too busy making money. Everybody's just too busy, so we just everybody just kind of puts it down until school starts again. Oh yeah, it's it's like for us to be able to go to team camp right now in January is when I already made the decision. Exactly. I already get them the schedule. That way they know seven months in a, in advance right. that those days got to be open. Right. You know, don't take any home vacations. <laughs> don't go anywhere. Right. We're going as a team, and you know, and uh, and. Now, with the girls, it was easier because Wilson has a great tournament, a college showcase. It's called the Brittany. Okay. And uh, every year we travel over there. And, uh, you know, we have two games against other high schools, two teams. But, um, again, it's away from here. It's not in here. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, um, it's not easy because of the tourism. Yep. You know, it's, it's hard to find available houses to host teams and you're talking about between 16 to 22 players so you know plus coaches yeah so you you need a big facility a big house (laughs) so um what would you say to someone like a parent uh, who has just moved or is thinking about moving to the outer banks and has soccer kids you know uh, how would you describe the soccer culture here uh 
you know, what advice would you give them? Um, yeah. Well, um, it's, it's funny you ask that because it, it happens to us more often than anybody thinks. Uh, just about every year I get one or two transfers yeah. from more areas. And uh, basically, you know, I tell them uh, we receive them open arms. I explain to them what uh, my philosophy is if they want to play soccer at high school level. Uh, if they're younger, I connect them with the local uh, either Storm or Parks and Rec or Wiser. That way they get to familiarize, they get to meet people. Right. Uh, but most of the times, if they're of age, they can come in the summertime to my open workouts. That way they get to meet kids. We can see what skill level they have. Right. Um, you know, because sometimes they think, oh, the outer banks, they might not have. Yeah. You How know, competitive they, can they be? <laughs> yeah. And they come in and like, oh, God. You know, we, right. Wow. You guys are, you know, so. But, you know, we receive an open arms. I mean, soccer. We're doing it because we love the soccer game or the game of soccer. And uh, so uh, anybody who moves down here and wants to play soccer, we'll try to help them out yeah. the best we can. Yeah. And how... On that note, how um, how serious do you think the training is here compared to, let's say, uh, you know, the suburbs of D.C. or something like that? I mean, I mean, obviously you're you're producing good soccer players here. Um, are 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 the kids more serious here? Are they getting better training or, or the same? I mean, how would you compare it? Well. Um, I think I can put my training against anybody yeah. um, that, that, that I give out. Um, I'm serious about our training. Um, I tell them I train to be the best that we can be. I don't train just to train. Yeah. Uh, so the kids know that uh, when they come with me to train, is two hours of training, not two hours of goofing off. Yeah, it's not, it's not uh, two hours of just playing. No, 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 no. It's uh, we have a schedule. We follow the schedule of, of the yeah. organized training. We, you know, we try to alternate with weightlifting, yeah. to trying to get them ready. Uh, we're very serious about it. Yeah. Even at the JV level, um, I always think about it. And my parents always raised me as, you're gonna do something, you do it right. Right. Otherwise, don't even get involved in. It. <laughs> right. You know. So yeah. I mean, uh, but our training. Uh, I think, well, in my experience of what we produce and, and the level of, of, of the performance that the school has had, I think our training, I can put that training against anybody. Right. Yeah. So. You know, and I think my observation has been with the athletes down here, especially like soccer, lacrosse, basketball, and maybe even baseball, I guess, is you kind of have to be serious because you're going to play on a travel team and it's probably going to be up in Virginia or something. You're going to mm-hmm. have to travel. You're going to have to really travel, you know, just to get to practice. Our kids have to go to Virginia. They have to drive an hour and a half just to get to practice. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and then they go travel for tournaments. So you got to be pretty serious. So you're probably seeing a lot of that. Yes. And, you know, and uh, I speak for personal experience with my own kid. Um, you know, she played for three teams. And, you know, we travel every weekend to different tournaments because she was a guest player for all different three teams, one from Jersey, one from D.C., and one from over here in Virginia. And every team had a tournament, and we were out every weekend, and she had to train. She had to go on, you know, she couldn't go to Jersey for training, of course, but 
She will go to Virginia, like you're saying, hour and a half driving up there, go practice an hour and a half driving back, and yeah. then school. <laughs> and yeah. that, that's one thing that they know how serious I am in regards to everything else because I tell them, I say, you are a student and then an athlete. Right. You gotta, if you wanna be good at something, you gotta be good at both of them, especially when you have to organize your schedule. You gotta be yeah. so serious about it. And you know, and, and the kids are. I mean, uh, I don't speak for any other sport, but besides soccer, but the kids know that you know um, they gotta be engaged yeah. 100%. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, yeah. we're wasting time. You get out what you put in, right? Correct. Um, kind of wrapping this up. Any special projects coming up in the future? Anything you'd like to promote? You know, do you have a? A camp or a workouts you want to promote or <laughs> <laughs> well they um i'm kind of restricted with the uh, with the i mean the camps uh, again uh, i do open workouts in the summertime for free um I yeah, if somebody let's say somebody's listening to this and they're bringing their family down this summer how would they get in touch with you to find out when the workouts are oh they can call school okay uh that would probably be the easiest just call first of all high school okay and us you know um, if they have, inf- most of them, I'll say 99% of the time, they have information when my open workouts okay. are. Um, they can contact the school. Um, and what could, and what could they expect if, if they drop their kids off uh, for a workout, what could they expect? Well, if they are of age, I'm talking about uh, high school or rising senior, uh, rising, uh, freshmen. Right. Um, they're the only ones I can, I can work out with. Right. Uh, you know, basically, is we train for two hours. Um, just have the, the the right, you know, information. Make sure they have an insurance card. Right. Uh, can't, so can't just walk on the field. We got to make sure all the all the documentation is yeah. correct. And yeah. you know that um, there is a guardian. That, you know, somebody. Uh, we got to check with administration. Make sure yeah. they're okay. Um, but um, you know, I'll say ninety nine percent of the time is no, is no problem. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, they, you know, I'll treat them like they're one of my players. So. <laughs> You'll yell at them just <laughs> yeah, as yeah. As oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your name again? Um, if is there anything going on with younger kids, the youth soccer? Do you know of? Well, um, Storm has their their their, their teams, um, and in the spring you have Obisa. Yeah. Uh, they have a little, but this that's a younger group. Uh, we'll buy some. Is Smalley runs some uh, some camps a little bit. Coach Smalley. Yeah, he runs uh, the summertime. That he runs uh, camp, but I think his has become more not just soccer has become like a right. all around sport. Kind of yeah, multi sport thing with Parks and Rec. Right. I think that's what it is. Um, so, you, so somebody could contact Parks and Rec to see if there's any uh, youth soccer things going on. Camp. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if they, if they want, again, if they want personal training or anything like that, I mean, they can get in touch with one of us uh, or here at school. And, you know, we can see, find somebody if we don't right. have the time to, to do a personal training. Um, but, um, you know, usually my, you know, workouts are in the mornings. That way it won't be so hot. Plus, most of the kids are working in the evenings in the <laughs> restaurants. Yeah. Uh, so, um Usually are from eight to ten in the morning. Monday, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, or you know, we're gonna see if this year we're gonna switch it to maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at the high school soccer field. Gotcha. Um, so you know, that's the thing. This, and we we get involved for two hours. I mean, 
Nice. We, we go at it. Drills, it's, skills. Weights, drills, uh, skills, yeah. everything. Games. Yeah. Everything that we, we can we can offer Excellent. to make sure that they enjoy it and, you know, get something something out of it. So. Excellent. Anything else? No, I appreciate it. Just come and support soccer and any donations that you can yeah. give us, you know. There you go. Happen. Uh, we'll start chipping away for that artificial turf soccer field <laughs> oh it's gonna be a lot of donations man we, we all had to all ask coaches we had to um to create something that's right because that's it's got to be probably like probably two points on million i think it's it might be two and a half i don't know two and a half might be i don't know but um we need to find a big donor here in the outer banks right. we're gonna have to hint hint wink yeah. wink um well uh, Juan, it was it was definitely great. You're definitely a treasure. What what you and everybody else is doing to promote soccer here, and this is coming from a guy who never played soccer, and is just a very lukewarm soccer fan. But when I go out and watch uh, first flight boys high, high school soccer play, it's amazing. The guys are really good. Uh, you can tell they're well coached. Uh, they're, they're very disciplined on the field. Uh, it's it's really good soccer to watch, I got to tell you. And uh, I hope you keep it up. I wish you the best success, and I, I appreciate you sitting down with me today. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Keep up with the good work in lacrosse, too. Uh, th- I, I appreciate that. You have a good one. You too, thanks.